Hi, I'm Aldias and Medium, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to try to bring religion and spirituality closer together, and this is what this pod is all about. I will talk about my own thoughts and feelings as I am both LDS and have spiritual gifts, something that I've had my whole life, but I always thought that it was hard to combine these gifts with my religion. This has torn me into two directions, and I have talked to many people who feel the same way. I can't choose not to have my spiritual gifts, but I can choose how I use them, and I always want to use them for good and to help others. I believe my heavenly parents gave them to me for a reason. So, this is me. Join my quest for knowledge. So, as me and my sister did a five-day New World New You challenge with Tony Robbins in this past January, we wanted to talk about what we experienced and our thoughts that we took with us from this challenge. It was five days packed with information and exercises and challenges every day. And that is why we decided to make this a sister episode and do shorter episodes over a week with our thoughts and reflections. This is also my chance to introduce you to my sister, my guiding light in the darkness and my anchor in reality, and my best friend. So this is episode two of day one of Tony Robbins' New World, New You Challenge. Uh, I wrote down emotional home controlling your quality of life yes you said life is emotions yes and we can have both good emotions and really bad emotions but you know when you wake up and you stub your toe in the bed and you get out of bed in the morning and you haven't slept well and you're just mad you're mad at the world and everything goes wrong the whole day well he talked about that and he calls it emotional fitness. It's the state of readiness and it's to wire yourself and train yourself to master the internal emotions. And you have to do that with playfulness and thankfulness and gratitude. Yes. So you have to work on those aspects to get emotionally fit and emotionally intelligent. Gratitude. That's something that's really big these days. We're talking about gratitude journals. A lot of people talk about that. Yes, have an attitude of gratitude. Doesn't President Nelson give a talk about that not too long ago? It sounds familiar, yeah. So if we put on these glasses, say you have black sunglasses and you wear them during the day and they're like completely black, but, you know, everything will look black. Yes. And then when you fall in love and you have... You say you have these pink glasses on. Yes. And everything is rosy pink. People are smiling and everywhere you see happy couples. Yes. And then when you're sad, you kind of see what you're thinking, what your brain picks up on. And so take it from there. Well, I'm from Sweden, so I'm not big into big gestures. I'm not big into like jumping around. I've, I saw the Tony Robbins, I'm not to a guru movie before, and I could see the people standing up and down and jumping. And I was like, that is so not me. And doing this challenge, I was standing up and jumping up and down. Not because it was me, but because I understood how it changed and triggered the energy in me. And so for the experience, I did what they told us to do. I was standing up and down and I was jumping and I was waving my arms and I could feel the change of how the energy was in me and how it flowed through me. And so I think it's about conditioning our bodies to have more energy, to do things that creates more energy in us. If I'm feeling low, 
what do I want to do? I want to sit on the couch and watch some sad movie on TV. But if I want to feel better, that's not what I'm supposed to do. Put on some good music and jump around the living room because that's the way to raise the energy. And so we are all the magicians in our own lives. We can all change the state that we are in, but we need to be aware of the state we're in and how to have tools to change them. It's not that hard to put on your favorite music and just dance around. That's what I do. I sing in my headphones to the music I love and I dance around the living room. And my kids scream like, no, mom, turn it off. But you know what? It makes me happy and it puts my body in a state of happiness. So I keep doing it even though I know it's going to drive them crazy. (laughs) But it's my way to change my energy. How do you do it? That's a good question. (laughs) I've realized I need to be alone a lot. So I'm trying to create these moments where I'm by myself, basically. Yeah, because I remember what he said. Energy is life. When your energy is low, what happens? Everything is hard. And that's true. For have low energy, like when I was getting burnt out, going to the store felt like climbing Mount Everest. Everything that I need to do, every chore I had to do was like this. It took so much energy from me. And I could think for like half a day about, I need to do laundry. And I need to put on the washing machine. And I need to hang out the laundry. And it was just... It took so much effort, like doing the whole deed was like putting the clothes in, putting a program on, wait an hour and a half and then hang it. But it felt like it was so overwhelming to do it because I was so tired and I had so low energy. And that's why it's so important that we train our bodies to revitalize, is that the word? Yeah. To revitalize our energy and to to bring it up so we don't leave every day on the lowest yeah but to try to have some energy still in us when we go to bed so we can like recharging our batteries while we sleep yeah i'm thinking about if you don't feel like smiling smile until you do yeah and uh, when you're in a state where you feel like everything is bad it is very hard to smile until you feel glad but it actually works then you have to find what triggers you to feel better and you have to do those things. Yeah, it's true. Because I totally remember when I, was, when I was really low and really tired, I took away everything that made me smile, everything that I loved doing. I took away singing. I took away listening to music. I took away long bubble bath. I took away reading books. I took away watching movies. I just took everything away. I used to love to do puzzles. And I just, everything that I love, I just stripped it away. Yeah. So how was I ever going to recharge my batteries if I took away everything that charged it for me? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but when you're so tired, it's just, I don't know, the body and the brain just shuts down somehow. And it was hard. It took me a while to realize what had happened and what I needed to do to correct it. We talked about the train the body and mind. There's no limit to what you can do. If there's no limit to what you can do, then what would you do? Well, it is a limit, but the limit is us. It's our 3D body and our brain that's not fully operating because we can't access the whole of our brain. But we are divine beings and to us as divine beings, nothing is impossible and we can create anything we dream of. So it's that balance between 
on one hand we can do anything we want and on the other hand we might have physical limitations down to this body that we're in that we need to work around or through yeah we kind of set our own limits too we have something that's called limiting beliefs what are those limiting beliefs it's stories that i tell myself that i can't do but yeah so limiting beliefs they're stories that you've told yourself for some reason and you might have been young it might have been you might have been older it might have been something that somebody else have told you also yes but most of these beliefs we create very young i mean the most of our internal processes are set before the age of 7 so who we are is created from birth until around age 7 as far as i know so these limiting beliefs are probably something that we've learned from our parents our family the church we grew up in when we were younger or teachers that we've had preschool yeah it's what's formed us to the individuals that we are today tony robbins talks about that energy is life and you mentioned that when you're high on energy or when you're feeling happy or when you receive something that you want like say a promotion or something when you're feeling good you're happy you're laughing everything is fine you don't have many worries and then when you're the opposite when you're feeling low you feel drained sad everything is hard you don't see any hope for the future so if we train ourselves to be energetic and Tony Robbins he has a few tricks that he does he has the trampoline the mini trampoline that you can have indoors i think he gets on it and jumps for a couple of minutes every now and then because it changes not only the position of your body but it also does something to your cells i don't remember that <laughs> I'll research that somewhere. <laughs> so let's talk about the stages of deep loss. And a lot of people have experienced a loss in their lives. Well, we both experienced loss in our families. Like uh, we have two siblings that didn't make it and uh, we lost grandparents and uh, two uncles actually and an aunt. And um, also we're both divorced so there are some stages of deep loss so let's just go through them really fast so first there's shock second anger third sadness fourth bargaining five acceptance and six is where you create a new you interesting i changed places for them i had shock anger bargain sadness acceptance and create a new so i must have switched them somehow yeah yeah okay i don't know which one is you know we'll have to check that but i saw that actually in the divorce and i think i i have went through uh, all of these stages and i think actually knowing about the stages might help you go through the process faster what do you think about that i believe so too but for me sure i was in shock i didn't see it coming it just totally overwhelmed me and i got mad really really mad and hurt and sad 
I don't know about the bargain part. If I try to bargain about it, maybe I started bargaining with Heavenly Father that if He made this come true, then I do this for Him. I don't know, but probably had some thoughts about that. Landing in acceptance and create a new—that's what I'm trying to do. Create a new me in this new world that we're living in. I had some knowing of the stages, what I call the trauma curve. The curve of trauma. Yes, but the thing is, you need to ride through the emotions. You need to go through it. I mean, it's been painful as can be, but in order to get to the other side, you actually need to get across the ocean. And you can choose to be in a little boat and just float around until you hopefully get to the other side. That will take a long, long time. Or you can try to, yeah, like focus on the other side and do what you can to get there and get through it. And so that's what I try to do. I try to focus on on the other side, keep my vision clear and strong, and just try to get through it. I know that I was in probably, even though a um, little bit shocked, but I wasn't really. I was a little bit angry about the divorce. I was more angry about the situation, maybe. And but the sadness—it stuck with me maybe for like six months, I think. I would say, because I was working, I was taking care of the kids by myself, and doing everything by myself. But I was kind of used to that, so it wasn't like a big, big change. Basically, I—I got a kid less after the divorce, but. I just remember I went to work one day and I felt happy and and then I was like I just stopped. I was like, wait, I'm feeling happy. Then what was I before? And so I never really reflected on that I wasn't feeling happy. But when the happiness returned, I, I remember it kind of shook me up a little bit that I hadn't felt happy. And then I realized that it's been almost like six months. But they said winter will have a new springtime, and so sun comes after night. When you said that、um, last summer, I did this course called Four Week Wake Up Call. Yeah. And in that, there was a question that was asked in our folder that we got to work with, and it said, "What makes you laugh?" And I looked at it, and I was like, "What makes me laugh?" And I had to really like, "What on earth makes me laugh?" And I just realized I haven't laughed in such a long time that I've forgotten what makes me laugh. And so that was really a wake-up call that I can't remember. I mean, it's been years for me to like really, really laugh, and that was scary. I mean, I had absolutely—I was sitting there staring at that page, and I had no idea what I was going to put down. And so after that, I put it on top of my list to figure out what makes me laugh. I've been laughing a lot since then, and I've found that. Spark of joy inside of me, but it comes from doing what I love doing. It comes from singing my heart out, or just goofing around, or playing around, and doing the things that I loved to do when I was younger, even just to find me. This, you know, what makes me really happy? What? It's when I make you laugh. <laughs> I try to do that a lot, <laughs> and I really appreciate it. Okay, so we can measure our level of energy. How do you change your energy when you're in that low? You're in the low. You're doing the must every day. I must do this. I must do that. And every day is just like repeating. And it's very hard to pull yourself up 
it's not like just yeah start looking on the bright side of life <laughs> you know it's very hard and so what can you do to pull yourself up to turn it around and start seeing the silver lining start looking for the rainbows and just reaching the sun well you need to change all the musts there's not that many musts you actually need to do you choose to do them and so if you don't choose to clean your house it will be messy but you don't have to do it it's not a must yes it's good if you eat you will die if you don't but it's still not a must you can say i choose to do food and i choose to do laundry and i choose to do it it's not a must because the word must it really weighs you down so try to find other words that does not have the dense and hard energy that must has yeah language i think affects us much more than we think yes language influences us a lot so take away the must and replace it with something happier lighter yeah so he was talking about the power postures yes and uh, then we're thinking okay wonder woman could you stand like wonder woman right now <laughs> could you do a superman pose what do they feel like put some power in your body and then breathe and use your voice that's what i wrote I actually do that. When I'm at work nowadays, I roll my shoulders back and I put my chest forward and I just feel more powerful when I walk around <laughs> in the hallways or corridors. But it changes and and he said that if you use the power uh, postures for 2 minutes, it lowers the stress hormones in your body, the cortisol. So I've been thinking about that and I'm trying to put my body in those positions to actually lower my stress. So I, after the course I've put my mind into doing that more often. Even though I'm really tired sometimes when I come home and then I got like a note saying, you know, you don't need to be look so gloomy when you come. So I came home and I so I opened the door but before I do, I put on a happy face. I walk through that door and I say, "Hello everybody." <laughs> and it actually felt much better coming home. and uh, i made it a point to go to everybody and say hi and not like be there and wait and it's like why don't anybody come and say hi to me no i actually went to everybody and i you know said hi touched them and that made a difference i felt a difference at least for me i felt happier coming home yeah even though if i was tired well he said that energy is a habit and 70% of everything we do is habits And so that makes me think that we can work with the energy that we have. If it is a habit, then we can change our habit, our energy habit. We just need to be aware of it as a habit and how we can change it. So, drink water but also jump around for 30 seconds. Yeah, and put your headphones on and just sing and dance around the apartment. But it was like Tony said that winter can be cold and it can be dreary. But If you put on your possibility glasses, then you can find a new world to to create and you can go skiing cross country or downhill and you can build snowmen, you can play in the snow and you can have fun in the winter. So, it's all about perspective. Which glasses do I wear? Do I wear that all oh, winter is so dark and cold and bad or oh, look at this winter wonderland. We can create and build snowmen and we can make snow angels and we can have snowball fights. It's about our perspective of it because winter is here whether we want it or not and it's up to us to do the best of the situation. 
That was all for today's episode. Tomorrow we will release a new episode, so please stay tuned in. Also write in the comments what your thoughts are. This is my journey. Thank you so much for keeping me company today. Please download, like, share and subscribe and help spread the light and spread the word to expand our community. Let's bring more love, peace and unity to this world. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Always be grateful, kind and loving. Be brave and remember to step out of your comfort zone and smile. If you support us on Patreon, you will get access to our meditations and extra materials so you can download them as MP3. Also, we now have a Facebook group which you can access from our Facebook community. Please answer the questions as you apply to participate. It will be a safe haven where we can keep discussing religion and spirituality, our spiritual gifts and self-development. Remember, one person can make a difference, but together we can change the world.